good morning to you. Grace and mercy and peace and deliverance and protection be unto you this morning. I pray God's very best for you. I pray that your Jeremiah 29 and 11 come over you and just overtake you. And I pray that your life today, that you are able to live your life honorable before God. I didn't say that you wouldn't think a wrong thought or make a wrong mistake, but don't live in it. Don't lay in it. Don't make it. Don't let don't allow it to become a habitual place, a habitual lifestyle, a habitual way of thinking. Quickly get up and remember that Elroy he God sees. Get up and know that he's there waiting to help you to get things back in order, to get things back in line. Hey, really quickly, I'm going to try to say this. So, I have viewed a TikTok video and if it is true it looks like it's an actual church service but there's a pastor and he's preaching and his words are this can you believe that somebody well I don't know if he said if you believe he said somebody came to him after the church service and had the audacity to ask him, Pastor, can you help me pay my gas bill? First of all, you're mimicking somebody in need. That's number one. And then he said, How do you how do you come and ask your man of God? I heard arrogance all in that. So let me say this very simply because this is something that really hits home for me because. I love, I enjoy helping meet the needs of other people. People I know, people that I meet, people that God puts in my path. I enjoy helping people to get whatever it is that they need. So let, let me say this. Being a giver, being a giver at heart as I am, it is really making me sick to my stomach the things that I hear leadership say. It's making me sick to my stomach when I think about you can take up tithes, you can take up offerings, you can make sure that the first lady has her special day. You can make sure that the pastor has his special day. You can make sure that the pastor has a special offering and I am all for that. But I will say it again. I've said it once. I've said it twice. I'll say it three times and I'll keep on saying it until God himself corrects me and tells me I'm wrong. My question is, what about the people? What about the people that need help? What about the people that you know are struggling? What about the single parent? What about the single father? What about that family that the husband is in between jobs? What about helping other people? Is it that non-important to the body of Christ? To Well, it's got to start with leadership. If Is it that non-important that people don't, they're not able to come to the church and get the help that they need. Now, I'm big on balance. God will show you if it's somebody who they're just trying to take advantage of the church. And I really believe that they are few 
and very far in between. Yeah, I believe that you have those kinds of people that just try to abuse, quote unquote, the system because the church has turned into just a worldly, a worldly system because now everything in the church is patterned after the ways of the world pattern after the ways of the world. Now, I know it's going to be somebody that's going to say, well, the church needs to be ran like a business. I, okay, let's say that the church needs to be ran like a business, but does that still mean that you don't help people that need help? If we have the spirit of discernment, men and women of God, you can, I do not believe that God would not show you that somebody is in your congregation that needs help. Some people are afraid to ask for help. Some people are prideful and won't ask for help. For the ones who are prideful and won't ask for help, but you know that they need it, it's more than one way to skin a cat. It's more than one way to get the help to them that they need without them knowing it. And then for the ones that God would show you, if you want to be shown that they need help, then you go to them and you ask them between you and them, is it anything that we can do to help you? I believe that you need help. Let let what what can we do to help you? And sometimes that spirit of discernment, if the person says, Well, no, I'm okay, God will show you, no, they're not okay. You insist on helping them. And I really believe, I really believe that if we begin to pray and ask God to give us a true heart for the people a spirit of discernment that we will be able to tell when somebody is in need. I believe that God will give that to us so that we can begin as the body of Christ to begin to help people. But all people are worried about is filling up the church, making sure every seat has a body in it. Well, are you prepared that if God fills the house and there are 10 people or 10 families that need help, are you ready to help them? Or are you going to put them on a waiting list? Are you going to check to see that they are paying their tithes? Are you going to ask where are they working? Are you going to ask what does the mama do? Are you going to ask what part of town do they live in? I've seen it done. So I'm not speaking from something that somebody told me. I've seen it done. I've seen it happen. I've heard people say, well, then they, they want to have the nerve to come to the church and ask for help. The nerve? Well, if you got the nerve to ask for offering, to ask for tithes, how come people can't have that same nerve to come and ask for help, whether or not they gave an offering or not? How do you turn somebody away that needs help? How? Oh, well, you got to be a member. Oh, okay. So let me come and join your church. And then if I ask you for help, will you help me? Nine times out of ten, it's probably going to be a no. We got a building fund. We got the pastor's offering. We got the regular offering. We got the benevolent. We got all these types of offerings. And haven't put a new screen on the church. Haven't put a doorknob on the church. So what about the people? What, what, about, what about the people? What about the people? What about the people? I do know a church that they take up an offering and they ask their congregation who needs help. Now, it's not no big, fancy, fabulous church that's well-known or whatever. But 
when the woman of God told me that that's what they do, I believe her. I believe that that is what she and her husband, that that is what they do. And so I just want to tell you that we, the church, the body of Christ, don't wait until Sunday to give an offering to a church that you've never paid any attention and asked, what are we doing to help the, the people? What are we doing to help the, I don't ever hear anybody talk about, is there anybody that we know that's in need? And then when you say a name, oh, it's gotta be somebody that I like. Oh, it's gotta be somebody that's never stepped on my toes. Oh, it's gotta be somebody that has never passed by my wife and not spoken to her or acknowledged my children. It's got to be one of those kinds of situations. Don't wait until Sunday to give an offering. Don't wait, do not wait. Give your offering at your church. I'm not telling you not to. Keep giving your offering at your church. But when God tells you to help somebody in need, you better know that you are doing the will of God. You better know that the least that's among us, God will make them the greatest. You better know that you might be entertaining an angel and you don't even know it. Don't wait till Sunday to give an offering. Be more of a blessing. We are the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. We are his representatives. We are supposed to help meet the needs of people. And it could be something as small as you see a mom every Wednesday down at Walmart. And it's something about her that you keep noticing and you see her with these children and you see that one of the kids may constantly have a runny nose. And you see this mom and she's struggling with these kids to get them in the car, but you run into her every Wednesday. Maybe God is trying to tell you to be a blessing to her. Don't wait till Sunday. Do not wait until Sunday because I'm just going to say it. Most of the churches that I have seen, I just... Unless I'm just not in the know. I have not seen, and I would like to know that more churches are doing something to help the less fortunate. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about give somebody a $5 gift card. Listen, $5, okay, yes, that's $5 you didn't have before. But if that's what your church has to give to people, a 5 or a $10 gift card to HEB or something like that, to me, something inside of the, the people on the finance team and the people on the finance board and even the leadership, something inside of you ought to say, I'm not going to let this family, this person walk away with 5 or $10 in a gift card. Y'all, come on. You put five in, somebody else put 10, and at least let them walk away with at least $50. It don't necessarily all the time have to come from the church, from the, the, the church finances. Have a heart for God's people. Have a heart. Have Jesus, well, I'm sure, and I'm no Bible scholar, no Bible scholar, but I believe Jesus was moved by compassion. I believe that Jesus wanted people to have three square meals a day. I'm, I would believe that Jesus wanted children to have proper shoes on their feet. We are the church. 
And I believe God has shown me that I'm not ever going to be really accepted at any church because I'm sick of the foolishness. I'm sick of the, you know, just the normalcy of just not, you know, it's it come every Sunday, come every Tuesday, come at whatever days of, of the week that church service is held. Just make sure you're here. Make sure you're here. Okay. Okay. Now we're here. Now, when are we going to go and help the people? When are we, I, you know, I'm sorry. That's my heart. It grieves me. Because I can't say that the majority of churches I know, I don't, I just, like I said, unless I am just not in the know. And that, that could be the possibility that I'm just not in the know. Churches can be helping the needy all over the place here in the community. And I just, I am just not in the know. I'm just, I'm just not in the know. But I would love to see and hear about churches doing more than just honoring leadership. It's okay to honor your leadership. I'm all for honoring your leadership, but do it with balance and realize that somebody else needs more help than your leadership. Somebody else needs more than trying to put rims. I've even seen that mess happen. Put rims on the pastor's vehicle and and make sure that the the, uh, first lady has the finest dress and the biggest, widest hat with every type of fruit and feather on it. You can't even see in front. You can't even see if you sit behind her because the church, the, the hat is so wide and so broad and so big. I'm, it, I'm just, I, I am just, I'm praying and I'm asking God to calm my spirit about this. Because the church, yes, I believe we've really, I believe we've really missed the mark. And I really do believe, humbly speaking, that we have a long way to go. But if, hey, if you say you've arrived, if you say our church is good, if you say our church got it all together, if you say our church is doing everything to meet the needs of the people, well, if your church has it all together, then this ain't for you. Get out your feelings. This ain't for you. This this is not for you. But I believe that God is raising up people who are just tired of the foolishness in the church. And we are beginning to sound our voices in humility, but in strength and in power. And we're asking those questions and we're pointing to those things saying, well, what about this? Well, I thought we were supposed to do this. Well, it's not all about just coming into these four walls and, you know, so... It is very important that we begin to just be the church and not wait on the church. And when I say don't wait on the church, I mean, don't wait on one, two, three, four, five South Maple Street, where the church has the the big glass stained windows. Don't wait on them to be the church. Don't wait on them to support someone that you know that is in need don't wait for them to come to you pray and ask for the spirit of discernment and then you do what you can do to help those who are in need is that not important anymore
because I feel like it's just like a, a it's like a heaviness on me that the the church, the building, the people. I feel like it, it's a spirit of. Well, we really don't care about meeting the needs of the people. All we really want is for somebody to be here, the church to be filled every Sunday. That's really what we want. And so I'm going to continue to pray for the church. I'm going to continue to pray for every leader that just hadn't got the full concept, has not reached the full understanding of what it is that Jesus is calling us to do. It's not about just shining a light on your leadership. It is about the leaders reaching out to the people, reaching out to the people. Don't let it be said that you didn't reach out to the people. God forbid. Don't let it be said that uh, 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 don't you be found guilty for not reaching out to the church and helping to meet the needs of people. Don't wait on them. It's not about people running to you. It's not about that all the time. The church, the leaders are so busy trying to prove a point that until you come to us, we ain't gonna never come to you. They're so busy trying to prove that point that there are people who God has already said, I want you to reach out to them. But they're so busy trying to prove a point that ain't, I'm, I'm not fixing to, to uh, run in behind you. That you're losing focus of, I mean, I'm no Bible scholar, but was there not like so many sheep and then one went astray and then the shepherd went and collected that one and brought, you know, I'm not a Bible scholar. The little bit of word that I know, I try to apply it to my life. So please pray for me. I'm going to continue to pray for you. I'm going to continue to pray for the body of Christ that God will give us a heart like his sons. Because it's not just about filling seats every Sunday. It's about more than that. We keep meeting every Sunday. We keep meeting every Tuesday, meeting every Thursday, meeting every Wednesday. But what about the people? So you all be blessed. Know that. I love you, and it is my humble honor to pour into you what God has poured into me. I'm so humbled by this opportunity. And I love God, and I love his people, but I'm praying for the church. You all be blessed. I love you. Bye-bye.